and welcome back to another episode of Auntie Please, where we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I am Shia, and with me is... It's Lama. And today, we're going to discuss conscious uncoupling. Lama, take it away. (laughs) Okay, so it's not very recent. I think I discovered this term probably two years ago. Um, And it was when I was going through a breakup, but obviously I didn't follow it. But conscious uncoupling basically is just like this... um, philosophy not even a philosophy it's like this way of basically uncoupling like basically how to have a better breakup how to go through breakups successfully and like you know Mm -hmm. how to be you know it it, it divorced happily and um I guess things like that and like be very like conscious about the way that you are breaking up with each other um and so it's basically like it it was written in a book by this lady called Catherine Woodward Thomas. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like things that a lot of like people use in therapy and things like that, whether or not they use the term that way. But I thought it would be interesting for us to discuss not just that, but just, you know, the way that we look at relationships, especially breakups and mm-hmm. what our thoughts are around these things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this, I was like, so I was doing research into it. Um, So when you first told me about it, I was like, okay, which one is it? Conscious uncoupling or unconscious coupling? Because the other one means something <laughs> completely different. But like, we won't get into it. Um, I was Googling it and like, for some reason, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow kept Oh, yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. So like, I feel like it was kind of made a little famous by her and like, could split with Chris Martin and... Um, and how they use this, um, um, what's, I don't know, like tactic, this like mindset or whatever it is, this like philosophy, um, in their breakup and how like it's really helped them and like changed things for them. Yeah. But yeah, but really, yeah, it's by that lady you mentioned, Catherine. Yeah. Catherine, da 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 da. <laughs> Catherine, who? Catherine Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> but, awful. um, yeah, even, to be honest, you know what's funny? Like, even the celebrities that have gone through it, and, like, when this whole thing came out, when her book came out, I was listening to, like, a podcast that she was in, and um, and basically, like, you know, the interviewers usually ask her, it's like, you know, how do you feel that people always see it as a very, like, Hollywood thing, and only the elite can do this, and yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, especially because of, like, Gwyneth and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, the author was just like, it is, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, if that's not what people saw initially, it's fine. Like, I can't do anything to change it. But it's, at least it started leading us into a discussion about redefining what divorce should look like and redefining what divorce yeah. will look like for you if you're experiencing experiencing it. Which I was just like, oh yeah, that's true. It's nice to be, to do it that way. And because I feel like breakups are so traumatic and by the way this whole like thing of unconscious well, bloody hell i'm gonna get tongue twisted so much today <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing about conscious uncoupling obviously doesn't apply to if you're in like an abusive relationship and in an unsafe relationship like yeah. in that way like you should be doing whatever you can to get away from your abuser and be safe this is more for people that are not in that situation, you know, that can, 
go through that process and mm-hmm. yeah it was just interesting because like for me like breakups are really traumatic like breakups suck and you know i feel like no matter like if if there's a person at fault or whatever whether it is or whether there is not it's always worth kind of looking into like my like your part in that relationship and like yeah. you know growing from it and learning from it like there's always something to learn from a relationship that you've had and i think that it's you know it's it's a good way to process that and like get past all the bitterness and the negative negative negativity the negativity <laughs> i got you <laughs> thanks boo <laughs> all that stuff that you hold in and then you end up bringing into your future relationships because you haven't healed from it and you haven't like properly processed it you know yeah um i also wanted to say just before i get into it so she actually like doing research into this lady right she actually had a book before. Okay, I don't know if it was a book or like a yes. like famous TED talk or whatever, where she talks about like finding love. So like a yeah, lot yeah, of like yeah. her work is inspired by like her own life as well. Um, cause she kind of like finds love at like an older age of like, I don't know, like 40 or something. And then like she mm-hmm. meets this guy and she was like engaged within a short period of time and she, um, has a kid with this guy and like, they have this, like, really great life. And then next thing you know, like, 10 years later, they get divorced. And and I remember watching one of her TED Talks and she jokes about how, like, oh, she has, like, a PR problem now because, like, <laughs> here she is talking about love and making it, like, her own life. Which, like, just goes to show, like, we're all human and, like, anything happened to anyone, you know? Like, no one is an exception to these real-life issues that happen to, like, most of us anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she goes on to, like, write about conscious uncoupling so i thought that was pretty interesting and fun to like learn as well okay anyway um (laughs) so what do i think about this um i think okay on a personal level whenever i think about like relationships and breakups right like i i don't know like if i'm with someone right like i and it ends i'd always want to end on good terms I just because it doesn't feel good to me like it doesn't feel right if I can't end something with someone on good terms like I don't want that to be like any bad blood like any bad juju whatever it is like I don't want to bring that forward with me or carry that guilt if any okay so one thing I realized about myself I carry a lot of guilt as well and not Mm. not in the sense of like ending things but in the way that I've ended things because I feel like in the past, I could have, like, done things differently or ended it differently or been more mindful about, like, how I did things. But I guess it's whatever. I can't really do anything about it now anyway. But, yeah, I'd always want to end things on, like, really good terms. Like, so, for example, like, if I saw, like, an ex or something walking in the street, like, I want to be able to, you know, be like, oh, hey, like, how's it going kind of thing. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, be able to, like, message you happy birthday, like, on your birthday um, instead of, you know, pretending I have no idea who you are, because I'd rather, I'd mm-hmm. just rather not. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like also getting into, like, a relationship, I'd want to, you know, start something with someone knowing that should it end, if it ever did end, it, it will be okay. Knowing that if it does end, it's going to end on good terms, we're going to be civil, we're going to be able to have a proper talk, a proper discussion about it, um, 
you know, talk about what did go right, what did go wrong, acknowledge it, mm. um, accept it, and be able to, like, move on from it together. And I feel like that comes with, like, you know, closure and everything. Or, like, that is closure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just, I can't imagine ending things, like, badly with someone. Or if it does end badly, it's not because of me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, mm. that's me. And another <laughs> thing is, right, sorry, do you want to go? Yeah. No, no, you go, you go. Okay, I feel like what I'm about to say leads to, like, a whole other big thing. So, like, I think you should go first, and then I'll bring it up again <laughs> I was going to say that I think out of all my ex-partners that it was, like, a proper relationship, not just, like, was at least in, in my terms. So, this is not something that will align to anyone else unless you have the same definitions I do. But we weren't just, like, seeing each other. Like, we were properly, like, established, like, this is a relationship Mm -hmm. and we are partners you know um Mm -hmm. and there's only one out of my past that i don't speak to right now if not everyone else well there's another one but that was like i don't count that one i was like 13 and it lasted for one month (laughs) (laughs) so we don't 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 count anything before 18 okay we don't count that, okay? We don't count that. But yes, anything after that. And also that person is a like low-key Trump supporter. So I'm just like, nah, oh. no, no. <laughs> yeah, <Damn>. good times. <laughs> um, but yes, anything after that. I, I, There's only one that I don't. But if not everyone else, like, I... Yeah, like, I would quote-unquote good terms, I suppose. Like, one is still my... Like, uh, is still my friend in some capacity and we still talk and we're still there to support each other. And I feel like, but that doesn't mean that we have had like a conversation in some capacity as to why we decided to part ways. But I feel like I've been in a relationship before where when it's ended, like, you know, like people use things like, people use words like, you know, it's not me, it's you, or mm. it's not you, it's me. Um, yeah. <laughs> mostly the, like, the la- the latter, or yeah. like, you know, we just drifted apart, or like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, I am, I am that, I'm that person too. Like, it's not them, it's me, but I think there is some, like, as much as those are like big blanket, you know, statements, mm-hmm. like, there's some truth in it, and I feel like it's, always so worth like um unpacking that more and I feel like when I went through that situation where I you know that was what I said I was like it's not you it's me I actually and what you like what I actually should have said and I did later on was that I actually just need time and space to grow like by myself and to figure out myself and figure out these Mm -hmm. questions I have about myself before I think I can actually engage in a partnership and I feel like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't take away from the fact that breakups hurt but I think it just gives us so much more ownership over our experience and mm-hmm. a bit like the ability to like guide ourselves through that because like fuck man people always say that like time heals you mm. know time will heal but like time doesn't always heal like people could be like 3,000 years <laughs> That's an exaggeration, but like, you know, decades later who have never like opened their hearts again to love yeah. in any capacity, whether that's romantically, platonically, whatever. And and it's because like you need to freaking like hold your own hand and like 
get in there and literally like shepherd and guide yourself to do the work yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and i think that's one thing that people don't realize like you have to look within you have to unpack doesn't mean you have to do everything in like a snap of a finger that's not what the grieving process is like but you also need to take ownership over your experience and you know like for me i'm lucky in that i've never had anyone betray me so badly that i've never opened my heart again and Mm -hmm. i've never you know i've never been like cheated on and things like that and at, at least to my knowledge lols <laughs> but like not, not <laughs> oh my god i can't come on <laughs> but yeah not that i know of but and 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 i have been with partners that have been and like you have to be so open with the other person it's like and i and i and i found it so beautiful from like this person that they were like look i have been and i'm gonna be like super upfront and honest with you about it it happened like xx months ago xx years ago mm-hmm. and i'm still recovering from it i'm still growing mm-hmm. for it but i want to put myself out there i want to like and it was like it's it was so brave and so open for them to put themselves out there and be like i want to put myself in a vulnerable position and make this work it was very like conscious effort you know and it's like you know how you said like unconscious coupling like people do that all the time we're so unconscious with the way that you know like we fall in love like it just happens but that was a very unconscious coupling just for like a bit more of a context it actually means (laughs) something no no it it means it's not really the opposite so like it's an actual term that people use for like when you have drunk hookups or hookups under the influence (laughs) Like legit, that's oh what it God. actually means. Shook. I've yeah. never heard that one before. Never heard that so one. So I feel before, like we want to be a bit careful if we say it. Okay, well, fine. Coupling. Then I say I'll say that we're all not very a lot of the times not very intentional with the way okay, that yeah, we like, you know, yeah. fall in love. And I feel like mm-hmm. when that person said that to me, it was very intentional and very like, I know this will be slightly challenging for me, but I want to make mm-hmm. this work. You know, and I want yeah. to put in the work, which is like very nice, you know, so. It's beautiful. It's growth. And we love to see it's that. Growth. It's full we growth. We love to see that. Yeah. And I feel like that's how you also know. I mean, okay, I guess some people may not have that kind of like, that level of like introspection to like look within and to acknowledge um, the part that they play. And it's really great when someone does that because it also shows that you, that you want it to work, that you're able to mm. acknowledge, you know, your, I don't want to call it flaws, but like, or you're acknowledging the parts of you that you may not necessarily like as much that you are acknowledging with your partner because you really want to make it work. And I feel like, yeah, like, wouldn't you want to know that? I feel like I would. And I, you know, that openness, you're sharing that openness, you're sharing that vulnerability and it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It fully is, dude. It. it really is, and I feel like I've, and it's so interesting. Like I've also been in the situation where you are, you know, like, like for example, like if you were getting back together with someone that you've previously broken up with, you know, you've had like mm-hmm. a like a hiatus, a period of like not being together with each other. Like, it's so important not to just be like, "Cool, we're getting back together." This child, stop mm-hmm. looking at me like that. Don't give me that. <laughs> face bitch i wish you guys could see the face you just gave me i'm <laughs> sipping on my water giving her the cider it's just like mm, bitch 
Yes, I'm attacking myself, but it's because I was a smart bitch, okay? But yeah, it's like when you're getting back together with someone that you have been... And that, and that's why I also think that like there's no one way to say what a successful like healthy relationship is like like that's for you to reach by yourself and Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you know you never break up with someone you never go through that period of like not being like people need to sometimes break up grow and then come back and find each other in a better place like I always believe that and even even as like a very young teen but it's very like funny when you have to actually practice that and do that in your life and Mm -hmm. you know we had to spend like like a month plus plus actually just even deciding whether if we were still compatible as two people and deciding if like have we grown in in ways that may not align with each other anymore and like are there things that are you know non-negotiables and like are we on the same wavelength that if we're not cool then we're just not compatible like there's literally just no point trying to fight and make something work when you when you when you completely just ignoring the red flags that clearly show that you're incompatible but you just push them aside because somehow you yeah. think somehow things will change but some yeah. things don't change and when they are already yeah. non-negotiable set from the start and you decide to put them aside because you think something will happen then like that's yeah. on you bish for getting back into that situation do you know what I mean yeah. like so and for the love of God, don't try to change the other person. <laughs> or even yeah. change yourself for the other person. But like, more importantly, don't try and change the other person. Had to learn that the hard way, um, <laughs> even though I knew better. I could honestly, I can honestly safely say that I knew better, but I did it anyway. Because, you know, I, for better or for worse, like, I see the best in people and I just hope for the best. But then... Mm-hmm always get disappointed so (laughs) (laughs) and like i mean so the thing is about like change right like if Mm -hmm. someone's gonna change they need to change for themselves they can't be changing for you or it has um or like i guess it can but it has to be because they want to do it primarily for themselves you know like if it's better health if it's better um time management if it's better like communication like you know it could be something as simple as that and it needs to be for themselves because for real change to happen if it's not coming from you it's not gonna work it's not gonna happen and Mm. and also you don't want them to hold it against you and be like i am doing this for you so you have to do something for me too now you know um yeah don't try and change other people and don't um there's a difference between changing and compromising i feel Mm -hmm. so compromising is different don't ask me what compromising is i mean i know i feel like i haven't been in a situation where i had to compromise (laughs) um but but i guess like you know balancing out like what works best for the two of you and like what works more, yeah, more in favor for both rather than just one. And if it means mm. not being able to do every single thing that you want to do and like accommodating to what your partner wants to do, then that's what it is. Then that's just, that's just how it is. So, I mean, no, no, that's just what it should yeah. be, I guess. Especially when you talk about sustainable relationships, right? Making relationships work. We're so often yeah. thought, um, on, Oh, not thought, but like, we so often discuss 
and talk about like oh like the process of getting into a relationship of like starting a relationship of like the fun of like being in the honeymoon phase and stuff like like even like growing up like that's like a huge chunk of my conversations with like friends and whatnot and like even us and stuff like like that's what we would we would talk about but we we so rarely talk about what makes a relationship work long time what makes a partnership work for a long period of time and that's things like compromise that's things like um open communication like honest communication and like it's so um not corny but like so typical to use words like oh like trust honesty and like you know all that stuff but it's really true and you have to really mean it when you say those things you know and sometimes it could even be like something as simple as like say like your partner did like one tiny thing to like make you unhappy and I feel like or at least hey, this might just be my personal style, but I would rather verbalize them and be like, oh, that's annoying or something or like, or like that makes me feel a certain way rather than like hold it in and then slowly, slowly there's like a bit of a build up and then there's that one day where you have like that explosion from that one tiny thing that just tips you over the edge. Um, so I feel like for me, like that's what I mean. That's what I mean by like, open conversation uh open um communication and like honesty as well like like really brutal honesty um is what it is and yeah it's difficult because actually doing it in practice is very very challenging like trying to be open you don't like trying to be honest (laughs) with your partner about something that they they do that they think is it's yes whatever but then you find it annoying or upsetting Mm. or you know whatever it is and yeah it's really difficult to like verbalize because especially when you grow up in a very like avoidant relationship you know with your parents and i don't know i just i feel like the way you know we i guess so whether it's like guilt or shame that we feel when we grow up and the different ways of like the different attachment styles that we have mm. will fully like um, project 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 into our relationship <laughs> seriously is and it's just like holy crap like yeah i think that you know like we have to heal this this the the, the, the stuff that we go through when we're younger and that is a process mm. that's not just like a talk about it and then it's done or like go through a couple of therapy sessions and it's done there's so many things that we think about as children and that we think about our childhoods that we just bury 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 and then one day when we're having a dnm and it's just like getting real deep and then it all comes out you're just like oh my god that was really awful i don't know why they did like you know what i mean It is so difficult because then you have to have honest conversations about the relationship you have with your parents, the relationship mm-hmm. you have with your siblings, like, mm-hmm. and just how, and how that translates to the relationship you have with yourself and all other things in your life, whether it's your body, your self-esteem, your sexuality, like, oh, oh it's just a lot, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> this human okay, life on is the- a lot. <laughs> <laughs> on the note of um self-healing right do you feel like okay like say you okay like you were saying about all these things that you've all these ways of thinking and like attachment styles that you've developed um yeah 
in your existence and then when mm-hmm. you are with a new partner do you think yeah. that process of self healing can be done with that partner or do you feel like that should be done on your own like in your own time um i think you can do it with with your new partner and i think you can only do it if they're very open to that experience you know like mm-hmm. you can i don't think you at least personally i wouldn't want especially if my like there's a lot of like stuff to heal and it's also very like draining and tiring for a new partner to go through that um i don't necessarily know if i would want them on that journey with me unless that's something yeah. that i've vocalized and been like look this is what i think it's going to look like and i feel like this is where it's going to be challenging so it's going to be difficult and you know it's either you can stand by me through that or perhaps maybe just not yet and if and if that's not yet then it's not yet you know and and also that's also difficult because sometimes people may feel like you know they have all this healing to do from their past trauma whatever it is in some way yeah. but and they and they feel like you know i shouldn't have a partner while i do this because i'm going to be a burden to them because it's like not necessarily you know like that could just be you projecting your own trauma onto that relationship yeah. like you're not always going to be a burden to someone and someone will want to actually be there and hold your hand through it and love you enough through the process um to be like the anchor for the both of you you know like it's just yeah it it just depends i think on you and what you want for me i always feel like there's some amount of like self like personal growth that i have to go through before i can actually like do that with someone else in a relationship you know mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know what about you what do you think i think <clears throat> i don't know i feel like it's or at least i think for me at least personally i would rather um do it on my own in my own time because mm-hmm. when i'm in that pro- cuz yeah if i when i'm in that process of like thinking about things and like you know reflecting or like journaling or whatever like you know it's going to be a bit of like a triggering period of time right for me mm-hmm. and i feel like i for me like i wouldn't want to bring my future partner into that because i don't want to accidentally project some stuff when i'm like in the heat of the yeah. moment and like and then get them involved in that way and then like start to like have negative associations cuz like you're trying to like separate the two right to like work on one so that you can make the other one work out um and i feel like for me if i cross those two things i might mix them up and like subconsciously at least project it in some way and mm. i don't know i feel like maybe i just don't trust myself enough to be able to like separate the two i think i just don't trust myself that's what it is but like at and least i like, kind of know that so like i accommodate for that right by like separating the two um yeah yeah what were you going to say is i think i said i was going to say like i think like that's fine to like it's just you know like I don't know. I'm not a therapist or a counselor, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I only know what works for me. But it's also like, for example, right? If for someone that has like if you've gone through any form of like sexual trauma in your past, you know, whatever whether that was like with a past partner, what like whoever it is, whoever inflicted that onto you, it's going 
to like you know manifest in some way in your relationships you know if mm-hmm. it's if you if there's something triggering even if you have yeah. like triggering dream nightmare mm-hmm. what a tv show whatever it is and like for me like those are things that for example like will always be ongoing in my relationships and i and yeah. for me it's important to have a partner that is patient and can like go through that with me you know like it's it's such a yeah. process like there'll be times when i like i actually don't even want anyone to touch me i like mm. can't have anyone hug me I, like i just can't and then and you have to have a partner that understands that and can help mm. you like you know process that feeling whatever it is and yeah. if you don't have someone that is willing to hold your hand through that mm-hmm. or you know and and actually ask you what the best way is to support you then then like it's 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 never ever going to work so there yeah. i feel like there's some things that will be ongoing to process and the like you know the the not it's like you're not recovery because you're like i don't like using that word but maybe just like the process of understanding that it happened and it's it's going to be there and like just learning how to cope with it basically you yeah. know and like yeah you have to have a partner or partners depending on like what your choice is that will be able to like support you in the way that you need support from them you know the way that you yeah. want support from them so yeah i don't know it's like it's like that saying right it's like um you need to like how can you how how can you expect others to love you if you don't love yourself? Um, yeah. And I'm just like, fuck that. Okay? I think it's yeah. so possible to feel yeah. love from others when you don't feel love for yourself, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, it's like, like I get where, I get where like, they're coming from because I've also seen, like, like, people in relationships where, like, the person that just does not, like, is insecure and you know, just not feeling themselves is also very manipulative and, like, uses that, you know, place of insecurity to manipulate their partner that's trying to be there for them and trying to, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, create, like, a support system for them. And, like, it just doesn't work because the other person is just not taking, like, charge of their own stuff to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you can grow body. together. Yeah, grow together, <laughs> evolve together. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this right now. Um, um, wait, hold on. I wanted to say something on. Yeah, I wanted to say like on self healing again, like more on self healing. Um, because. Mm. I'm like, yeah, like, obviously, like, you are also, you're healing from, like, the trauma that has been inflicted on you, right? And, like, whatever that mm. may look like and whatever this other person has done to you and stuff or whatever. And, like, when we say trauma, we don't just mean, like, you know, okay, at least for me in this context, I'm referring to more, like, just the negativity of a breakup or, like, the maliciousness of a breakup or something, you know, rather than, like, yeah. Um, abuse or something around like gender based violence, like rather like so not that, but everything else. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. I also feel like it's important to acknowledge the part that you've played in it, because yeah. in some way, shape, or form, like you would have projected what they gave you, you know, or or you would have um, 
yeah sorry where was i yeah so you would have projected like what they gave you or you would have um allowed for something to happen you know like something happened and you that you didn't like and you didn't speak up on it you didn't catch it when it happened and you allowed it to happen so when you allowed it to happen yeah um those behaviors will continue because you're not really doing anything about it you know and mm-hmm. and again like i'm just stressing the point this is like this like we can't talk about gender-based violence in this context is that just yeah, does not yeah, apply. Yeah. it's a much more complex issue um but to yeah see the ways in to see the ways in which we have been toxic and in which we have maybe gaslit someone else or manipulated someone else and it's and it's so hard to do to look within yourself and like question what did i do in this relationship that was wrong what part did i play in allowing this to continue in allowing this to be what it ended up being or to let it get this bad because more often than not like you not more often than not like you will you would you definitely would have had a part to play in it you definitely would have done something or didn't do something um to let it get to where it ended up so it's important to ask yourself and like be able to respect and uh reflect and have that introspection to question yourself and what you've done yeah, yeah. as a part yeah. of self healing and like moving on cuz you're just acknowledging the part that you've played in it as well mm yeah that's something that uh, that the cat cat i was going to say the catherine chick <laughs> as if like <laughs> I know. As if she's uh, not like what... a doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Professional. Um, but well, that's what she said. Like, she, you know, she was like, even if if you were to measure it in percentages, like even if 95, like 97% of the breakup was like um, the partner's doing and, you know, the fault, I suppose, there's still a 3% that you can, that you can, that is on you you know and and i think like all that is it's important because like that way you learn from your shit and then in your new relationships in the future like you you know it and you won't carry it forward and you you can be better and i just feel like also what i liked about it not necessarily like the whole concept of conscious uncoupling which i also like but i also like that it it brings this idea that like divorce and ending of relationships do not always have to be like bitter and also doesn't mm. have to be a marker of a relationship failing like i actually yeah. think that success sometimes successful relationships mean that you know when it's reached its end point as mm-hmm. you two together as romantic partners and you leave that and you move on yeah. um and i think that's so possible like i just you know it's and and, and tr- like 3000% that doesn't take away from the fact that the breakup will still be sad and mm. you know you will be hurting and whatever but at least like you have the maturity and the honesty to acknowledge that it's just not working out as romantic partners and people will like grow in different ways you know for example like you could start both as monogamous people mm-hmm. and then like later on you're just like hmm, one person's like actually I'm not sure if I am completely monogamous and maybe I'm looking yeah. at things that are non-monogamous and it's like instead of straight away approaching it and you know a, like like having shit like infidelity happen in your relationships like 
I feel like I wish we were more open and I and I think a lot of people are there but I think I wish more people were there where they can actually look to their relationships and have that really difficult conversation with their partners and be like are we still right for each other if this is what you want to pursue and it's not something I align with you know and like the stakes are higher when you have children and I feel like a lot of these people that go through conscious uncoupling have children and I feel like their their children are drivers for them to have like an amicable breakup or like a mm-hmm. like a like a smooth breakup and a not like a full of hatred and stuff like that because it's so hard on you like divorce in general is difficult because you go from being like a huge joint family to you know perhaps living in different places child's with one person and then moves to the other person and mm-hmm. and I feel like yeah, I don't know, man. Having a healthy divorce and being able to be friends or whatever and your child being able to see that people can break up from romantic relationships and still have respect for each other, still have kindness towards each other, teaches them so much and mm. allows them to be such, I don't know, gracious people as well when they grow up, in my opinion, at least, you know? Yeah. For sure, 100%. Yeah. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of um, mm. thinking, a lot of... Yeah, I guess that's why they call it conscious uncoupling, right? I don't know. I feel like I don't, <laughs> I don't really have much to add with that. And, like, you know, I feel like growing up, like, like yeah, I have, like, friends whose parents were, like, divorced and stuff, but, like... It's no one spoke about it, you know, and like mm. in brown communities, like divorce is always such a like taboo topic. And yes. I'm just like, I don't get it. I feel like if anything, you guys are reinforcing that it's like this negative thing and that it should be like this bitter thing or this like unspoken thing. And I'm just like, what's, I'm okay. I know it's a big deal for the people who are going through the divorce, but like, what's the big deal of like seeing it as like taboo or like unspoken or whatever? Like, I don't know. So, like, growing up, like, I never had a lot of exposure to, like, what that would look like or what that meant for, like, a family. And even till now, I guess, okay, I'm, like, hearing, I'm definitely, like, hearing a lot more now. But it's more from, like, the kids who were affected by it and who have, um, I guess, tended to, like, grow from it and... And, like, for sure, like, I mean, not for sure, but, like, there might be, like, some trauma that they have or haven't worked on yet, but, I don't know, I just, yeah, I don't know, I can't, I feel like I just can't speak on it, I can't speak as much. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just just think that there's the reason why it's a taboo and the reason why people are so, like, hush-hush about it is because it's seen as, a like, a failure, like, a, like, a failure, Mm. and you see people that get divorced as failures, and not people just trying to move on to something that will not make them so miserable or even if they were in happy marriages perhaps they're just growing differently like I just hate that we're like so tunnel vision on like just and it's because we're tunnel vision like it's because we only know one narrative of what a relationship should be like and what Mm. a marriage should look like and you know even like having children outside of marriage is like whoa Mm. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, squeeze me, <laughs> you know? Um t- today I was I was watching um Lupin, but um, Lupin. Okay, Lupin. if you say in the French <laughs> yeah, way. <it's> Lupin. Lupin. 
such a good show. Um, it's it's really it. good. And like one of the parts I was just, I really like, I'm only on like halfway through episode three, but I just, I liked um, his relationship with his partner, Claire, and they have a son. And it took me a while because I was like, wait, are they married or are they not mm-hmm. married? And then like, yeah. but wait, they're nice to each other. They're friends. So mm-hmm. like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> I was like, huh? at first and then I was like no wait I actually really like this and like so far I'm like I don't know what's gonna happen after this don't no one spoil it for me but like <laughs> I just like that they are they're friends you know like mm-hmm. they are there for each other like they're there to parent together and like yes he's not the greatest dad in the world he can do so much better but I like they're like I just like their relationship in a way that like they're friends and they're just trying to be there for each other and I, I, I'm i at that part where like she said like well, even though we're not like I know we're not sleeping together anymore but we're still friends and I laughed yeah. so much I was like oh my god that's so funny but also like it's true like you can like you can be in different points of your relationship like you could be you could have been like sexual partners before and then after you're just like not anymore yeah and it takes a while obviously like there's so much you have to do to get to that point but like yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we all need to be more open to relationships evolving mm-hmm. and changing. And it doesn't mean everyone's going to become like polyamorous. Like, please calm down. Like, I hate when the older generation say that. It's like, everyone's poly. Like, everyone's on the hookup culture now. Everyone's... Nah, not all of us, okay? Like, and I think that's why Some it's of us so just want to nice. be in love. Yeah, with some of us just want to be cuffed. <laughs> Of me. <laughs> I'm like, give me that gold tally and put it around my neck now. <laughs> Walk around the fire, get rice thrown at you. Like, I want yes. that. <laughs> I want that, you know? But but that doesn't mean that I as a person, just because like that's not something I want, doesn't mean that I as a person can't be uh, like accepting of the diversity that is relationships and you know, different ways that we can have them. And like, and I feel like that, that acceptance and that openness to it, for example, let's say if, if, you know, you had a sibling that was going through this, if you had a, like a friend that was going through it, like you wouldn't be, and like, they wouldn't feel judged coming to you to like talk about it and, Mm -hmm. you know, like help them process that and help them just, you know, just listen to them and be good listeners. So that situation where you're not trying to project your like, oh my God, that's not how relationships are supposed to be. Like, <laughs> no, that's not cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I think just being like more open makes us better yeah. friends, makes us better siblings, makes us better partners, makes us better children, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like when you get older, your parents are like, maybe not your parents, but even like your friends' parents are more open to them about stuff that goes on in, whether it's their lives or like their friends' life. Like my parents would be like, I'm more open now to talk about stuff like, oh yeah, this person's getting divorced or this person was domestically abused and so they're now getting it. Like, and I was just like, wow, okay, cool. (laughs) um yeah no I I definitely think so because there are a lot of things that I'm finding out now and I'm just like mind blown like I'm just like what that happened what this person's like you know like I never knew that they weren't even like married or like you know whatever the whatever the situation Mm -hmm. is just a lot of these mind blown moments and especially because like growing up right like we would never talk about 
stuff like that. Like, never yeah. anything that was even slightly taboo. And I'd be the person who would ask. I'm like, <laughs> what's the situation? Like, what's what's going on here? Who is that person to this person? You know, like, whatever it is. And, like, no one would tell me anything. Oh, my God. No one told me anything. And I'd just be, like, wondering. And then I'd have to, like, drop it because, like, well, no one's going to give me answers. Um, And I think it was that mentality of, like, not wanting to influence me. Um, And I guess, you know, I would have been at a pretty impressionable age. Um, And I can be quite easily influenced sometimes. I know better now. But I can just picture it then. Um, So I guess it just didn't want to, like, bombard me with a lot of, like, negative stuff, I guess. Um, But yeah, I think now, like, they are definitely a lot more open. Um, Just, like... Any adult that I speak to is, well, because I'm an adult myself now and I feel like people finally see me as that. Like, see us in general, like our generation in general, like our age group basically as adults. So, yeah, I definitely do think that everyone's being a lot more open, which is really nice because it's very comforting. It's, It's like, you know, like the world isn't all, you know, like rainbow and sunshines, you know, there are like shitty things or like you know less nice things that do happen and that's okay the two can exist you know in one realm so like don't stress guys like i think that we're all like mature enough to be able to like handle it now especially so don't be so pressed (laughs) um i wanted to talk i wanted to talk about um this idea of permanence right and i guess it's a good um complementary thing to conscious uncoupling so i'm the kind of person where like i i always think about worst case scenario and a Mm -hmm. lot of people think that i'm that's me being pessimistic but for me that's being realistic because i'm preparing myself for the worst possible thing that can happen and should it happen i'm prepared like, I know how to deal yeah. with it. I roughly have an idea of, like, how I'm going to approach it. And, like, mentally-wise, like, it's not going to come as a major shock because I've already, like, kind of thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I may not apply it as strictly with a lot of other areas in my life, but I know that in terms of, like, relationships or, like, things that I have with people, um, I definitely really do apply that. And it's basically this idea that, you know, like, nothing is permanent, right? And knowing that for whatever the reason may be, like, when it comes to, like, relationships, it could very well end. And say, like, you know, everything works out and you live happily ever after, it ends because you die. One of y'all dies, you know? <laughs> and and even if y'all die together at the same exact time, it ends, right? Mm. And I feel like acknowledging that and, like, knowing that getting into something... And, like, truly, like, kind of almost, like, not to say, like, you have to, like, remember that every day, but, like, knowing it and having it at the back of your head, I feel like it's great for, like, a few reasons. One, again, like I said, it builds that, like, kind of, like, resilience in a way because, like, you are prepared and you know Mm. that, you know, like, having that thought process of, like, yeah, I could end, but I also know that I am going to be okay. I will be okay. I will survive. So it helps build that resilience. Two, it kind of makes you feel more appreciative towards that person. You're like, wow, like, I have this person in this moment right now, so I'm going to, like, love this person for as long as I can while I have this person. Um, Three, I'm not quite sure what three is, um, but (laughs) (laughs) 
sorry, I don't know. I just started listing things. So I was like, um, but yeah, it's so like when you approach things that way, right? It doesn't. It takes a layer of pressure of it to like you know have mm-hmm. to make it work or to have to like try so hard because you shouldn't have to anyway to begin with, right? And yeah. And I feel like this whole idea of permanence is also like a really big thing in like stoicism. And so I've only recently gotten into it and it's not something that I've researched before that. So I was a little a philosopher myself with the way that I approach <laughs> certain things. But like funny how it was literally only for like almost exclusively just for like relationships and how I approach like potential partners and stuff. But yeah, it's, I don't know, I feel like it's something that everyone should do and that you shouldn't get into a relationship thinking that this is it and it's gonna last forever and that you know it's gonna work out no matter what because when that doesn't not not when if that doesn't happen and say like suddenly it breaks up like it ends or like you know and this person like cheated on you and stuff like it's gonna come as a massive shock and it's gonna the trauma that you experience from it is a lot greater than it needed to be. And it's not to say that, you know, that just by preparing for it or, like, knowing that there's a chance that it could end, it's not to say that it's not going to be shit at all when it does end, you know? Like, the two can exist at the same time. You can acknowledge that this is still a really bad experience for you. This is still a really, like, shitty, traumatic, pain-inflicting um experience for you while also being able to know that I am going to be okay, you know, like, I knew that there was a possibility that, you know, he may not feel for me the same way anymore, and that's okay, because I know I'm going to be okay. I've already thought about this, I've already, like, prepared for it, like, I'm going to be okay. Um, So, I feel like that's how I cope with a lot of things when things end, Um, and even if I didn't prepare for it beforehand, or I never thought about it beforehand... I, knowing that I do think that way for like other areas in my life, it helps because I know that, okay, well, I can get through, I know that I could get through it in this area of my life, knowing that I'll be okay because I've prepared for it. Why can't that be the same for this current situation? And, and just in general, I feel like we should be doing that with like anything, right? Whether it's relationships, whether it's like your work, even your work, approaching it with this sense of no permanence. Because you may think that you have a stable job, you know, great financial security and all that. And little did you know, a pandemic might hit you and (laughs) suddenly you're out of a job or suddenly your hours get cut or, you know, whatever the reason may be. Um, And clearly that's been a reality for a lot of people globally. And yeah, and it's but it's still sad. Obviously, it's still a tragic thing. Obviously, it's still a devastating thing to men, uh, to many people and like to their families and everyone. But, but yeah, I feel like this idea of no permanence just in general makes you more resilient and more able to cope with what could happen should it happen. And you could definitely apply that to relationships. I know I do, and yeah, like I said, that's how I cope, and that's how I deal better with it like I still don't get don't get me wrong I still play Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart on repeat (laughs) when something ends with someone like that's I would say that's my number one coping mechanism and then my number two is like knowing that 
you know, that, oh, like, I knew this. Like, I knew it could end one day for, like, whatever the reason may be. And I know that I'm going to be okay. And also just knowing that you're going to be okay as a whole and being able to see a future self of you where you are happy, you're doing well, you're fine. And because a lot of people, especially when it comes to breakups, right, you think that, this person, you put so much into it and you're just like, this person was my everything, they were my world, they were my entire life basically and like, and fair enough, you know, when you've invested so much in that person but you also kind of forget that you are your own person and that you also did have a whole life before this person um, and that's what makes it all the more traumatic because when you lose that person, you're just like, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to live. I don't know how to carry on. And and then you're not able to see your future self of you where you are happy. And when you can't see that, it's it's hard. I feel like it just makes the whole process a lot more harder for you to move on and to process your pain if you can't see a self a version of you that's happy. Um Yeah. And just on grieving, I feel like like, when you lose someone romantically, it is a form of grieving, you know, because you're not with that person anymore. And a lot of people, I don't know, I feel like some people have an issue with using the words, the word grieving, because it's meant to, I guess, meant to be used only for people who've, like, passed on. But you're yeah, still losing a loved one. Yeah. It's bullshit, because you're still losing a loved one. And, like, and I feel like it doesn't really matter what the time frame is, right? Because it's all subjective, and 100%. it's all... Like, what that person meant to you. So even if it lasted literally for a month, you could have had such a deep and meaningful month with this person and this person could have meant so much to you and like vice versa. And then when you lose that person because they moved to a different country, um, here, here I'm triggering myself. Um, they, like, you should have seen her. Her hand lifted up and she just, her eyes went to the corner of the room and she was like, fuck. <laughs> always finding myself in that situation but um so like yeah and and you'll and you'll end up grieving you'll end up feeling a sense of loss you you experience uh an immense amount of pain and that's still valid that's still very much like if you're experiencing it if you're feeling it then it is what it is that's why you're experiencing it so of course it's valid of course it makes sense for you to feel that way um and no one should take that away from you yeah, I agree. I think the idea of permanence for me and knowing that things aren't permanent, no matter like, no matter what it is, gives me, actually gives me more ability to be fully present in the now mm. and like enjoy that relationship for what it is in the present. And it also, um, I had my train of thought and I lost it. No, it was a good point. It's okay, I'll come back. Um, um what was I saying? Mindfulness, life, appreciative of the other person. Yeah, present. Gone. It's gone. It's really gone. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> no, got to know. Why? It's why it's the one time I don't bring a notebook and keep it right down here. But whatever. But yeah, no, I I totally get what you mean. Like it just it helps me be more focused. And oh yes, yeah, I remember it now. There we go. She got it. <laughs> it's because and and I've said this to partners, current or not, that 
I think once I understood the idea of impermanence, I was like, I don't need you in my life, babes. I'm, 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 I'm chill. I don't need you. I don't need this romantic relationship. I do need my platonic, um, relationships that are full of love, but romantically I'm like, ah, you know, but I want you, I want you in my life and I want to do the work to keep you in my life, you know? So I think that makes me more like a better partner, at least, at least just for me. You know? Yeah. No, I'm exactly the same way. I completely... I yeah. literally said that to someone recently. <laughs> I was like, I don't need you, but I kind of want you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I feel like you shouldn't ever have to need someone, right? Because then, like, you're dependent on them for something that you can't give yourself. And I guess, like, okay, romantic love is, like, a whole other thing. But, like, yeah, I... I'm the kind of person where it's, like, you shouldn't ever have to fully depend on someone else. For something that you mm. need. Yeah. Feed yeah. yourself, man. Like, give yourself whatever it is you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Diversify. Diversify. Your yeah, needs. diversify. Diversify where you get your love from. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. I feel like that's a good place to to end. Diversify. I think so, too. <laughs> diversify, diversify and um yeah if you're in relationships that are not serving you it's time to break up wish it's time to break up <laughs> Do your conscious uncoupling steps yeah y'all look into it man like sorry we couldn't like actually break it down for y'all but that's but, yeah. fine we're, we're not the therapists it's cool we're just yeah no we shouldn't be anyway having a little chit chat yeah, <laughs> yeah. This isn't, like, professional advice. Y'all, you do you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys for listening if you made it this far. (laughs) And um, you can follow Shaya at at Shaya5 on Instagram and me at Natasha J. Lama. And don't forget to follow us at Auntie Please on Instagram. And, yeah, we will see you next week. 